welcome to Impact AI, brought to you by Pixel Science Yale Labs. I'm your host, Heather Couture. On this podcast, I interview innovators and entrepreneurs about building a mission-driven, machine-learning-powered company. If you like what you hear, please subscribe to my newsletter to be notified about new episodes. Plus, follow the latest research in computer vision for people in planetary health. You can sign up at pixelscientia.com newsletter. Today, I'm joined by guest Jay Wu, co-founder and chief data officer at SegMed, to talk about medical image data sets. Jay, welcome to the show. Hey, Heather. Jay, could you share a bit about your background and how that led you to create SegMed? Of course. My personal background is actually in the data science and machine learning space. I did my PhD in sustainable development and smart city at Stanford University. Actually, while I'm doing my PhD, met my co-founders there at an entrepreneurial program at Stanford. It's called Ignite. So at that time, my co-founder Martin, which is our who is our CEO right now, he was consulting for some AI companies that he's helping with some data annotation for some medical AI development. And at that moment, I think all of them actually did some data annotation for their algorithms. So how about we start a company, try to solve this problem for them. But later we realized that Actually, data itself is a bigger problem and a more important problem for a lot of AI companies. So that's how we like pivot a little bit towards solving the data issue itself. So what all does Segment do and how do you solve this data issue? And probably more importantly, why is this important for, for medical research? So currently we are developing technologies to block the access to the medical imaging data. So we are really focusing on the medical imaging data right now. As you probably know, current R&D, especially AI development, they largely depends on, on data and the competition powers. And there are many companies like AWS, like uh, as they are already trying to solve the computational problems by moving to cloud, by having more powerful uh, GPUs. But the data itself is an unsolved problem in medical imaging. So if you, for example, if you ask ChatGPT about what kind of data ChatGPT is trained on, it will tell you it, it, it is trained on a popular data set. But in the medical data space, there is not enough public data available, especially for medical imaging, which is larger than most of other medical data. They are also stored in the healthcare system that are not designed for data central R&D. So our mission is actually just to develop technology to unblock the access to the, this piece of medical imaging data and make them available for people to do R&D. What types of imaging modalities do you work with? There's a number of different medical image modalities out there. Do you work with all of them or certain types? Yeah, we start with radiology images. We have all we work with all radiology imaging modalities such as MR, CT, ultrasound, echocardiogram, but we are also expanding to the other data types such as pathology and dermatology. It really depends on the needs of our clients. So why is curating a medical image data set so challenging? And how does it compare with the challenges of other types of medical data? So I'll say medical image data itself is actually multi-model already. So usually radiology images are stored in a format called DECOM. And it comes with both pixel data and also metadata stored in the headers of those DECOM files. And also together, people really need also relevant 
other type of information such as radiology reports as part of the ground truth or labels. So this multi-model problem is itself actually already create a lot of problem for a lot of people because we need to handle both the pixel data as well as the text data. And then it will require the technology to do a DID on both of the data type. It also requires different methods to store different information. And secondly, I would say medical imaging data is also stored in a system that currently is not very user-friendly for batch operation for the data R&D. It's very hard to do search and curating in the current like, PEC system. And also image itself actually is uh, require much higher computational um, power, much larger computational resource. Like a high-resolutional CT can take up to zero gigabyte of storage itself. And if the transfer, the data, the processing data require a very scalable pipeline. So when you start curating a new data set, how do you figure out how much data you need to collect? Generally for machine learning, more data is better, of course, but do you have a sense ahead of time of how much data might be enough? Yeah, yeah. So I guess usually the process is that researchers will start to collect a few hundreds to a few thousand to train the algorithm, to test it out, to say, okay, whether the algorithm is performed well or it needs more data. And it depends on the algorithm data itself, requirement may change. For example, algorithm with targeted application or maybe targeted population will need less data. And if you are developing more general model, target at multiple applications with this single model, like you will need a larger amount of data. And you may know like nowadays people are, are start to develop foundation models, which is more general and is designed for being able to handle all different kind of like medical imaging type. So they will actually need much more data than the traditional one, and it changes landscape how how much data people will need. Yeah, I guess the the short answer is that it depends on the algorithm and the data. So once you understand the application and the goals of for a particular client, then you can provide some guidance on how much data and what it's reasonable to collect for, for a particular disease. Exactly, exactly. Yeah, and your the, the process is also divided into different stages. So first stage, people just uh, try to get some data and try to play with it. And then once they have some preliminary result, they will uh, know actually how, how much more data they will need. And then at the second stage, it's more about real, uh, some serious development. They will figure out the number. And then after they move into the validation stage or testing stage, they really collect additional data set. What are some best practices for curating a training set of medical images? I think the most important piece is actually to collect as diverse data as possible. So I understand given the budget limit or maybe timeline limit, the size of the data set will be limited but it should be at least representative of the target population and the target practice. I think this is the most important piece. And then also there are also other elements such as you have to collect balanced data set. The data set cannot only include maybe two data points of a certain disease and a hundred data points of other disease. It will cause some bias problem of the, of the algorithm. Thirdly, I think it will be also super important to collect high quality labels. And of course, it takes time, takes money to do it. But the higher quality the label is, the more accurate the algorithm really is. So what goes into assessing the quality of labels? What, what things do you think about there? Yeah, so there are some like, human curly labels. There are also some machine-generated labels. For example, for the medical radiology space, people also can generate labels based on the radiology reports. 
try to extract the, the labels using some NLP tools or maybe some human-defined rules. Those labels usually tend to be a le- like a lower quality and then because it, the error can happen during the like extraction piece of the NLP algorithm, it can also happen at the diagnosis stage within the radiology report. I guess the best quality labels are um, curated by experts and uh, it's curated by multiple experts. We have consensus on the labels. But yeah, again, this is usually uh, very expensive and also on time consuming and uh, usually only happened at, at the validation stage. Does the imaging modality influence any part of how you create a data set? For example, pathology versus radiology and, and the types of images? Of course, of course. So I think there's a very large difference actually between the pathology and the radiology because from all our standard radiology, it's more have a better standard. Like usually all radiology exams are stored in the DECON format. But the pathology currently from all our standing is not so standardized. Different institutions may have different format of storing those images. Of course, then the creating process will be different. And even within the radiology itself, it can be different quite a, quite a bit. For example, usually 3D images such as CT will be much larger than X-rays, and it needs much more complicated annotation as you have annotate each single slice and to sometimes for, for the pixel data. Also, it will those 3D images usually require different algorithms compared to the 2D images like, such as X-ray because like, the computational results need to train the algorithm is different. People have to consider those differences. Thus, the data input structure will be different as well. Would the, the size of data set, the number of patients that you need to solve a problem vary from one imaging modality to another? Yes, yes. I think usually we, we can see that people will use larger data sets in X-rays and compared to CTs. I think one explanation is that actually it's really easier to get. This is one. And another explanation is actually just 3D images store much more information than the 2D images. So you need less data for that. Validation is important for all uses of machine learning, but it's especially critical for medical applications. Are there any special considerations in forming the validation set that might be different than for a training set? Yes, yes. I guess in the in the world of AI development, validation dataset is usually defined as the dataset to fine-tune the algorithms. This is the second stage before trying to test the algorithm with the testing dataset. I'm not sure you are you are referring this validation dataset as the validation dataset for fine-tuning the model or a validation dataset for the actually FDA certificate. Validation like you know, an external cohort of data or for FDA approval if that's what's needed for a particular application. Yeah, so usually I think the validation datasets uh, require very diverse datasets, and it needs to be checked against the targeted population. It need to, for example, usually US FDA validation dataset require multiple different institutions, at least two to three different states. So it needs to be uh, checked against whether it's representative of the population. And also validation datasets usually have higher quality labels, like people usually have the validation study read by radiology again against the original radiology report. Yes, so the short answer is that usually the external validation datasets require much more carefully curated dataset and much higher quality labels. And also it needs to be representative of the population of the institutions and also geographical locations. With the recent focus on ethical AI, bias has been in the news a lot. And how about 
bias manifests with models trained on medical images? And what are some things you can do in the data curation phase to mitigate it? Yeah, so I think from what we can tell in the industry, is sometimes the algorithm you you trained on data from specific institution may may not work on another institution because they are how they are performing the exam may be different, the protocol may be different, and also the algorithm train on one machine is may may not work on another machine from another vendor, and there are also some difference among the population itself. So. I guess the easiest way to do it is just to collect as diverse data as possible. Researchers need to check the heterogeneity of the data across different population institutions and try to tackle that if they see actually there is significant heterogeneity. And the clients that you work with, have you noticed an increase in, in the awareness of bias and the need for a diverse data set? Has it increased over time or are there still some organizations that aren't yet aware of the, the challenges with bias? Actually, yes, we do think actually the industry tends to pay more attention to this piece of specific development of AI. And we can, we can see people require um, much detailed demographic information, like uh, recent ethnicity. I think in the early days, people um, pay less attention to recent ethnicity, but now it's uh, almost a must have uh, when it comes to development of AI. They, they want to make sure it can treat all population or all recent ethnicity equally, the AI algorithms. As someone who works in this industry, it's definitely good to see the increased focus and the increased awareness related to these ethical issues. Yes. Is there any advice you could offer to other leaders of AI startups? Well, one thing I see the trend is that there are many companies that are trying to develop some larger AI foundation models, also in the vertical space of medical images. Yeah, I would suggest those AI startups need to pay attention to the development of those AI foundation models it will likely change the way how people develop new algorithms. And also it will change the magnitude of data needed in the development. So they need to be more smart about their data strategy. So being more careful to get diverse data and to minimize bias, is that what you're getting at? Not really. I'm just saying that I think people are trying to develop a larger AI foundation models, which is aimed to cover not only one a specific disease, but try to understand the basis of medical images. And those foundation models can be fine-tuned to downstream tasks for a specific disease. It's changed the way how people develop algorithm before. I think historically, people have been focused on very specific disease for their AI development, for their, for their algorithm development. They develop different algorithms for different diseases. But now, you know, with recent review of a larger foundation model, People think, hey, maybe I can just develop a very large model with a lot of parameters that this model can send every single images in medical space. And then uh, for some specific task, I can just fine tune this model a little bit to a specific task. So this is different from the traditional way of how people are developing AI medical models. Do you see foundation models as the future in this space? I'll say this is still in the early stage. So given that in the tech space, people can already use the foundation model quite a bit quite a bit, I do believe that it will significantly change the landscape here. And finally, where do you see the impact of SegMed in three to five years? SegMed is aimed to become the number one player in the medical imaging space. We would like to see many more FDA-approved algorithms using SegMed diverse datasets. Though we hope with our technology, with our data, the entire development circle of medical AI algorithm is not only accelerated, but also improved yeah, we hope that we can accelerate the development of AI 
and make this those algorithms go to market faster and benefit more people. This has been great. Jay, your team at SegMed is doing some really important work for medical imaging research. I expect that the insights you've shared will be valuable to other AI companies. Where can people find out more about you online? People can follow me on LinkedIn. I'm pretty active on LinkedIn. Yeah. And SegMed's website is segmed.ai. Is that right? Yes. Yes. You can find more information there. I'll include links to both in the show notes. Thanks for joining me today. Yeah. Thank you very much, Heather, to have me. All right, everyone. Thanks for listening. I'm Heather Couture, and I hope you join me again next time for Impact AI. Thank you. Thank you for listening to Impact AI. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe and share with a friend. And if you'd like to learn more about computer vision applications for people and planetary health, you can sign up for my newsletter at pixelscientia.com newsletter.